This episode of the Red and White Podcast is brought to you by Roback, Roback.com, performance apparel company. They make polos, hoodies, Q-zips that are legit, just the best fit and the best feel. I know you've seen the little dog logo on people's shoulders. That's Roback. They gave you a 20% off coupon if you use the code REDWHITE. So go support the sponsors of the podcast. Go get yourself some sick apparel. And thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Apes that ain't fools. Run through the night. Playing with your life. Alright folks, we're back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host Evan, here with my leopard skin wearing friend Will. How are you doing Will? <laughs> that is inappropriately described. <laughs> it is not that. You know what's funny is I was thinking about wearing this. I got to go down to a uh, visit with a bunch of ex- executives tomorrow at a shop and I was like, you know, it might be cold in there. Maybe I should bring in my pullover. And now you have confirmed that I should not. It's <laughs> it too intense. Though those bougie executives may appreciate it, so who knows? Uh, oh, man, <laughs> well, it's ACC tournament time, and we are basketball experts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you watch any of the games yesterday? No, no. We, uh, like I said, I was out to dinner with the wife yesterday, so um, no, I kind of missed out. I was going to watch the VT. Uh, Notre Dame game just because the history of VT in my household. But then I woke up to text from my dad that, uh, or no, he texted me right before I went to sleep that uh, I guess they pulled off some miracle win. And um, from his perspective, and he was betting me whiskey uh, on our game tonight. And I said, Jesus, I said, every time we do this, I lose. So I was trying to hold him off with pack, but in the end, I'm, I'm too hungry to get whiskey. So I, I've risked our season, I guess for a, a bottle. Yeah, it, it, you know, thinking about the ACC tournament, it's it, for to me like, and I know everybody the the joke that has been way overplayed is the TV cart picture that gets posted on Twitter that us old guys would remember in school. They would roll out the carts and you could watch ACC tournament. It's crazy to me that it doesn't have that same meaning anymore. Yeah, like I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe basketball's just. De-emphasis in general, football's taking over, but AC tournament comes around and it's just not a thing like it used to be. Like all the kids were talking about it. It was all everybody was talking about all the time. And now it is oh yeah, AC tournament's happening. <laughs> you know, I tried to explain to my kids yesterday and they're still too young to really get it. But it's it used to be a thing, man. It used to be huge and it was just it's it took a life of its own in this area, and that was what was made it so great and now it just feels like i don't know yeah i wish the acc would do something crazy like have like an ogs versus um you know uh gosh i don't even know what to call acquired teams right where you have the big east and fsu (laughs) and all these teams in one bracket and then you have the original acc fighting it out and then you have them face off at the end of the tournament i think that might be interesting but yeah they they got to figure out a way to kind of reconnect that excitement at least in the at least in the original locations um you know i don't know it's it's funny because 
you tell anyone about bringing TVs into a classroom to watch a basketball game growing up and they like look at you like you're crazy. And right. I guess now it's they crazy. can just pull it up on their iPads or something. The other part I was talking about yesterday in the chat that kind of hit me when they threw it up on the screen and they're talking about the the different champions for uh, AC tournament and the amount of teams that have won the AC tournament before or since NC State has won its last ACC tournament in 1987 is staggering to me. Like it is unbelievable. Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Notre Dame. Miami, Florida State, Maryland, not even in the league anymore. Wake, like all these teams have won it since NC State's last AC tournament champion. How the hell is that possible? It still doesn't make any sense. That were How's we in that championship game with UNC that one year? I was on a cruise ship, and I remember 2007 we were in the AC cha- yeah. uh, the championship, and then 2003, 2002 we were also in the AC championship. Yeah. I mean, it still goes back to. I just still. I I remember I was so pissed off in that game, and I was with a bunch of people from UNC. It was like a random spring break thing, and um, I remember being like, "You guys don't understand what this means. <laughs> like, it's it's old news to you. Like, man, it, it's just so hard to comprehend that we have just not gotten our crap together for that long. It's just hard to imagine. It really took that long to." come out of the rubble that we caused ourselves post uh, personal fouls um, or whatever the stupid fucking book was called. Um, yeah. But who cares, man? Now with the transfers, this is our year. NC <laughs> <laughs> State is the uh, very, I don't know, hot pick. As a Are six we? seed, kind of interesting, but quite a few of the people have uh, announcers and pundits and whatever have, have picked NC State to be their tournament uh, champion, which I think to me is wild. Yeah, I feel like we're like stumbling in, like duct taped at this point in time with Jarkel and still no Dusan. And, you know, T looks like he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Like, I would not be picking us. And I and I like our team. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just to me, it's like I mean, are people just not paying attention? Like, do they just kind of look at some of those scores? I ignore the Clemson game and see that Duke was sort of close. And I don't know. How are we going to win a tournament where we can't get to the free throw line and we put everyone else on the free throw line? Like that's that's where I I get nervous. I I like us in the NCAA tournament as being a, a sneaky pick, pick in games since people aren't going to be familiar with us in the ACC. I just don't see how like, isn't all the data suggests like we were good enough to kind of get here. And then unless T shoots lights out, we're kind of dead. I know, but I, I think this team is good enough that. I don't know that. There's a lot of long pauses today. <laughs> I'm trying to like get my thoughts together here. This team, they, they have enough talent and they can get hot, right? They have enough. If Jarkel is healthy, which we'll talk about, and T gets out of his funk, and the good Casey Morsell shows up, that team can beat a lot of. That could beat everyone in this league, right? They have, they've had Miami dead to rights. They've, they've beaten just about everybody else except for Clemson. 
Yeah, except for Clemson. Well, Clemson right. I mean, that's who we got to go through. So it's yeah. kind of like, ugh. Any other team, I think I'd feel feel better, right? But if we're struggling to score, I don't know. It's just. <sighs> Who knows? Did they talk about Bray getting fired yesterday? Were they like talking about that during the Notre Dame Virginia Tech game? Like, well, his retirement, not retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about it. Um, I don't. I want to go back to NC State though. Like, I, I think this team can. They can do it, right? They can. Uh, if Jarkel's healthy, the damn getting his ankle turned at the scores table or whatever you want to call that thing in the sideline at Cameron is ridiculous to me. And, but it was crazy because it seemed like it was awful and he came back in and played. I don't think he's practiced this week. Uh, They showed, they finally showed him practicing yesterday in some pictures. They didn't show if he was in a wheelchair while he was shooting or something like, I I don't know. Like I, I, I got to feel his ankles pretty bad. Just by what the 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 tea leaves, as folks say, have been indicating, I, I hope it's good enough. I hope you know the week off has been enough for him to get back to you know ninety percent. But his his game is speed. His game is playing fast, and if his he's got a bad wheel, that's gonna that's gonna hurt us. We're gonna really need the other guys to step up. Yeah, I would Especially honestly when you're just, talking about four games in a row. I mean, I wouldn't play him if it's that close. I mean, now if he's looking good then fine but what'd i mean you, to me i would just chat this morning what's your what's your what's your move with jarkel oh i just uh if i'm kevin keats i just right at the beginning of the game looking straight into the camera say i'm not playing jarkel because we're saving him for the ncaa tournament and then walk away and you know just just declare to everyone that that you're in and you know try, just try and put us in the nit um I just think I'd rather hold him if possible for at least another game, right? I mean, if you can save him a day to use him at Clemson, that's better. Um, but I just don't know. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Didn't we play a couple games without him this year? Or am I misremembering? Um, I thought he like missed a couple games before we played VT. Maybe he came back for the game. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's like how many things, how many more injuries can we suffer as a program, as a school? I, I just can't take it anymore. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go through too much of these questions because we got a lot of obviously all basketball questions from from folks. Uh, it's simply is this gonna let me let me get let me order these right. How many wins do we have to have in the ACC tournament this week? I assume that means to get into the NCAA tournament. To get into the NCAA, I think we're already in. I don't need, I mean, I don't, I think we we're in like today. 98 of 100 brackets on bracketology or whatever. Like, we're, I, we're in. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand all the hand wringing that's going on. Like, the net's good enough. You've got enough quad ones. In my opinion, you have no quad three, quad four losses. Like, I don't think there's really any doubt here. And your schedule, your change the schedule isn't dog poo like it was that one time. 
The 20, yeah, I mean, that's 2018, right? They were 33 or 38 in the net, whatever it was that year, and got left out, and they weren't even the last four in or last four out, which was crazy to me. I (laughs) put out a tweet earlier, I guess last week, about why I don't pay attention to the net. You know, I think it's ridiculous that people out there are just, well, our net is this, and if we win, it does that, and like it makes no sense. I don't. The whole metric is a ridiculous metric that is barely used. The one, the perfect example is our Wake Forest game. If we lost to Wake Forest, it'll be a Q2 loss or Q1 loss or whatever, and then we beat them so that they drop to a different quadrant. Like it's so stupid. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm not going to waste my mental energy on it. I think they need to win today. I, I think they, even though they are top six in the ACC, I think the way they got, they lost the last two. I think people are going to look at that and, you know, that could, that could come into play if they, you know, come in skidding and then there's another team that comes in hot. I, I mean, what's, like what's Virginia Tech considered, right? On a neutral, I, I, don't, I, I think I have no the idea. opinion, they don't give a crap about what happens in a tournament unless you win. Like, and you get the AQ and that impacts them. Right. Like, do you think anyone's going to be up at 10 o'clock tonight waiting to see the results of NC State, Virginia Tech? I doubt it. They're probably in. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm I just, not sure. I've just decided to live this life. Okay. I'm just not going to, I'm not <laughs> going to sweat the NCAA anymore. You know why? Because we haven't been in so long. So uh, I'm just not concerned. Yeah. yeah. Does uh, somebody ask, does this team have to win at least two ACC matches to consider matches? Interesting game uh, term Two ACC matches to consider this a winning season. Is it acceptable enough to flip the season from 21 losses to 22 wins to consider this a, a winning season? Why would you not think this is a winning season right now? I guess what's our record? I mean, our record is. Yeah. I mean, I guess a successful season. That's kind of the question everybody's asking. So, I mean, here's my thing, right? I mean, if Jarkel is healthy enough to play and we lose tonight or lose tomorrow, then yeah, it's a little disappointing because we could do something special here. You know, I'd like to, I'd like for us to just get out of our damn way. You know, I wish Turkwavian could just pass the ball more and not keep jacking up these worthless shots, that he, you know, unless he just starts hitting. But I would consider everything in a, I mean, you got to look at it in a vacuum in some way and say you lost Mahorchik and we're, you know, we're kind of down Jarkel here at the end. So, I mean, we're not at full strength. So if we lose this game or the next game, I don't know why that would really change your tune on the season. Like it's a pretty good season. Held held court enough with the locals, right? Beat Wake, beat UNC once, beat Duke once. Like why? What what a what achievements are you really expecting out of this team? I mean, I I was hoping we would just get above five hundred. I figured this team was going to. Like I always said, revert to the mean, which come yeah. back from they weren't going to be in the bottom. They were going to be right in the bubble range. That 
Kevin Keats has always been in. Right? His team has always been right, right in that area. They're a little bit better maybe than the bubble range. Is it a success? I don't know. I'm not sh- I don't, I mean, people are excited, but have you won anything? That's kind of coming back to our first conversation. It's like you still haven't won anything, right? Well, win something. What are the I things to win? Team winning. Say what? What are the things to win? ACC regular season, ACC yeah. tournament. You know, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to beat Kansas. Yeah. Right. But, but you know, would have been nice not to fall apart in a couple of those early games, right? Beat Pitt, beat Miami, beat Clemson, right? All of a sudden, it's a completely, completely different season from that point of view. I don't know, man. It's just kind of like, <clears throat> if they could just rebuild this team every year like this, I'd be happy. You know, like, I don't know if this is just we got so lucky with the assistants having connections to the right guys and this isn't sustainable. I think that's what I'd be more worried about. Like, I I just don't know how you could be disappointed, really, at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm not disappointed by any means, but I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, long term future. Is it sustainable? I don't know. That's that's probably a different conversation. I, I think this team has been fun to watch. They've improved in a lot of areas that. You know, I, I'll give as much as it hates me. I'll give Kevin Keats credit for letting his coaches do the coaching. Right? They've clearly done some things differently. Now, the end of game situations have still been a flop all year long. Mm-hmm. There's still mm-hmm. been some some concerns with with that. I mean, I, I think this team is better. So, is it, but is it a success? I don't know. I, I'm not out there like some folks are. Who are saying that Kevin Keats is the answer, right? Just because he's had a, a better year than last year, and I, I think that's a maybe a bit too early to to make that make that call, right? I think that's. I think he's improved. Like I, I mean, like we're saying, he's right? He's grown. got. He, well, let me put it like this: he's got a more competent, complete staff that allows him to probably let, like you were saying, let his guys coach. Um, Just based on the pedigrees previously, I can see why it was the Kevin Keat show and the ship went down and was what it was. I I really wish I had clipped uh, the comment from one of his post-game interviews where it was talking about, he said something to the effect of letting, uh, essentially letting his coaches do, do some coaching and how it wasn't always his way or he wasn't comfortable with it. It was, it was something along those lines. And I was like, Oh, well that speaks volumes. Right. And I remember we talked about it in the, the pod chat for a couple of days there. Cause it was a, it was interesting that he essentially admitted to, you know, not being able to let go. Yeah. Right? Not comfortable with that. And he finally has this year. And I, like we've all seen, you know, the assistant coaches kind of know what they're doing. You have a good staff. It, it actually helps you quite a bit. Right? What well, You know what the funniest quote that I remember this season when someone was like asking about when they kind of just let DJ go ISO and he's like, yeah, Kevin Keats is now the best big man coach in the nation or something like that <laughs> because yeah. of getting DJ the ball and things like that. So I don't know. There's still some old, there's still some old, I'm sure he was joking about it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was definitely saying it in jest, but I think kind of yeah. comes back to it. I, I mean, look, um, if Kevin Keats gets you twenty two wins and uh, 
and 12 ACC wins on the regular, which is a basically kind of a repeat of his first season, right? And then, um, you know, it, I mean, just get comfortably over 500, and I'm happy as a basketball fan for State. And, mm. you know, just be able to make a run in the tournament. Like, I just keep wondering, like, how different the season goes if Mahorchek is available throughout it. Like, I, I feel like he made yeah. a difference. And Jack Clark, too. Right? Like, I think Clemson's been healthy all year. You know, would we be kind of sitting where they are from a... Um, gosh, I don't have their record in front of me. Um, what did they end up? Weren't they third or fourth in the league? Bear with me two seconds, guys. Yeah. I'll pull up these standings while we're chit-chatting here. Um, yeah, 14 and 6, right? So two games over us. What's the difference for them? I don't know, man. Just get it. You know what? Let's just make the statue. Let's put the statue up for <laughs> Kevin. Let's put the statue up for Dave. Let's just quit fooling around. Put them, We'll put them right in between. We'll put the statues in the parking lots between the, the buildings. And we'll have Kevin shooting a basketball and and Doran trying to throw a football, right? At it. And right in the middle, it says "almost champions." Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm not ready to appoint him. I guess it comes back to the next question someone asked: Is simply making the NCAA tournament, even with a first round exit of both conference and NCAA tournaments, enough to save Kevin Keats's job? And as a follow up, should it be enough? Oh, I think from. I- I think from appearances standpoint, it will be just based on, I think Boo is going to take the easy route and point to look at the improvement. Look at what we look at, look what he's done. What he's been able to do, right? There's no cloud. And he's out of suddenly back to back to being great in the middle of the back again. Look, that's how I think it's going to be interpreted, right? I think it's much it simpler than that. What, what's his contract out to right now? Like, yeah, he had the auto extend last year, he, right? And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it would be bullshit to fire someone after that. And again, like, especially it's got to be in context, right? Like, I mean, if Jarkel can't go and it happens, it happens, kind of thing. But at the same time, without Jarkel, like, I hope these, I hope this team can play a little bit smarter in the next game or two and, you know, leverage, <laughs> leverage other elements of the game. Um, so like, we'll see what happens, but I don't think boo will preemptively incur any buyout debt that he doesn't need. Um, and so I would think Kevin Keats is probably safe for another two or three years here. Um, and I'm not sure if there's anything in his contract for like getting to the tournament if it does like yeah. auto extend or something. Probably another like auto extension for yeah winning I, a game or something. I don't know. Some I mean, I haven't read that athletic article, but didn't you oh, say God. that one of the? Well, well hold on. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to rev, rev you up. I was just gonna say, but didn't it, it kind of say something like, if we're happy with this person, why wouldn't we support them? Kind of yes, thing. That's exactly. It was verbatim what Boo said. Yeah, if you have your guy. You know, why not do what you can to The support. irony being like, <laughs> I mean, Boo getting all this credit for Debbie Yao's guys is like killing me. It's like having your guy. It's like, well, you didn't hire Kevin. <laughs> you didn't right. hire Dave. You didn't hire any of these guys, basically. So that athletic article, somebody also asked about it. 
I, I don't like- know if y'all have read it or who's read it or whatever, but there's an article in Athletic that was very much a boo Kevin Keats puff piece. And it talked about the challenges of where the program has been since Jim Valvano. And I, I didn't appreciate the Jim Valvano slander that he was too busy on his media tours what a that, bunch to pay attention to his, his players. And they were ran wild and committed all kinds of infractions and blah, blah, blah. It's what the damn thing said. And I, I feel like that was a bit disingenuous. And then it talked about how, Great of a job Boo has done with the overall athletic department where it's finished for the first time in the top 25 of the Director's Cup, even though that was blatantly false because we were 15th in 2018 or 2019 under Debbie Al. And Boo's only hired one coach, so... Volleyball, where does Where does the credit come from? That's why the whole thing was just... He does have a cool desk. And, I, and I'm not trying to hate on Boo, like, but uh, give me some measurements on yeah. where this comes from. One, you hadn't hired any coaches. Okay, so what do we look at? We look at, uh, you know, what projects have you gotten done? Right? Yeah, so it's underway and there's been some some things done at Carter Finley. Okay, cool. I'll give him credit for that. But don't yeah. charge credit for having your guys in place and turning around. I forgot the analogy is like lifting the uh, the department out of a black hole or some some nonsense whatever I, so yeah our conversation about yeah it. to me it's just i'm shocked that that got through i mean i you would think like the state pr team would be a little bit more respectful of the history um so that was kind of disappointing to see insinuated I, I i do need to read the article i've just been a little busy but um yeah, I mean, I would say like he's he's done some good job with capital funding of certain projects, and um, even though uh, you can't be involved with NIL, I'm sure <laughs> the athletic department, just like every other athletic department, is in some way helping coordinate and keep everything happy. He's done a good job of getting staffs more money, things like that. So, yeah, he's doing a good job, and so part of <laughs> part of Boo's success there may be the fact that he's got. Um, uh, <laughs> That he's not a woman is what I'm going to put it down. Because I, I saw plenty of insinuation that people were like, I'm not going to cut money to Debbie because blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah. I think I I think he's been fine. I just have not been blown away in any particular way. I find it fascinating when people just like go to the go to the streets for boo. And it's like the dude is, is for the most part cashing checks off everyone else's hard work and then just rewarding the current performance of those coaches that Debbie brought in and giving them more money. So I don't find anything particularly fascinating about what he's done. I also don't find anything particularly negative in what he's done. I mean, people are going to look back on the, the world series issue. Um, but I think it wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like that's, you know, in the end, if you are reasonable, you will probably note, that that was basically out of his control. And yes, you would have liked a little bit more fire in his response, but you also saw his reaction to the holiday bowl, which I thought was genuine and probably captivating for a lot of people in the athletic program. So I don't know. I just, here's, I just could not believe they didn't give Debbie credit. That's yeah, shocking. Here's a quote. 
He's only been at NC State for four years, but Arlie has yanked the athletic department out of his doldrums. For the first time in school history, NC State finished in the top 25 Directors' Cup, which measures overall success, which was wrong. And a bunch of our listeners and followers <laughs> pointed that out, that it was wrong. Like, it's uh, r- ridiculous. I thought this one, maybe the most interesting part of that article is uh, Corrigan scored a seat behind the bench <laughs> at the 1983 Final Four in Albuquerque, New Mexico. If you watch the celebration of Lorenzo Charles catch and dunk of Derek, Derek Wittenbaugh, Derek Wittenberg's air ball closely enough. You can spy boo. And it goes on to say he's in his sweater, blah, blah, blah. I thought that's wild. Like what are the random ass connection there? His yeah. dad was on the uh, yeah. <laughs> tournament committee. And so he was there with his dad behind the benches score to scorers table. When that yeah, happened. nepotism has its benefits, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, that's you know, I would just I'm I'm surprised they didn't have Derek Wittenberg quoted as saying that that was not an air ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it was a pass. Uh here for all of, there's some other things in here that I that I highlighted. Obviously the Jimmy V slander. Um they highlighted personal fouls like it was uh the gospel. Uh, for, yeah. And then the, it ended with this quote for years. It felt like NC state has been doing chasing, chasing the past, chasing the Tar Heels, chasing the blue devils, running on a treadmill instead of actually trying to get somewhere, which I actually felt like that was very accurate because I feel like that's what we've been doing. We've kind of been criticizing that for a long time is everybody's just okay with being okay. Not trying to be the best you can be not pushing that envelope. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think anyone that looks at it objectively would see that States stubbed its own toe plenty with how it decided to invest and hire and things like that. I mean, if, if they had been more focused on actually creating a winning department instead of cashing checks and patting themselves on the back for how cost efficient they were, um, right. Right. you know, maybe we do have ACC titles and in, in sports other than cross country and wrestling and things like that. Um, swimming. The other, and diving. Part, uh, the other part of the bottom um, Boo's quote, which you already mentioned. If you like the person you have, why not give him everything he needs to succeed? Stop starting over. So that kind of answers the question earlier. Um, I to me, my my take on that is, I wish it were that simple. Yeah, because you can like the person, you can still be a bad coach, or right? you can like the person, and still not be getting the results you need. But my question is, what did NC State not have that Kevin Keats needed to succeed? A staff. I mean, my, I mean, yeah, but why? Like that—that that was his choosing, right? It's not anything. Yeah, that you. We could I, have given him. Yeah, I. I think like, that's twofold. that's my take on that. I think I think it was yeah. his limited connections at the time. One, and two, despite what people say, I do think the investigation just hanging around for some time would turn off certain assistant coaches from, you know, making that consideration. And then, and secondly, it's kind of like. We're just saying, like, they, it was still a little tight on those purse strings for a little bit, right? So, you know, actually giving guys money and probably maybe some guidance slash incentive that if you don't hire better staff, right, we're we're gonna have to move on, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think helped, but you know, they there's nothing wrong with what he said as long as you're performing. And so then you have to ask yourself, well, what are the benchmarks for the athletic department in basketball, football, et cetera? And so where does winning a regular season title or an ACC championship in the tournament rank for you? What are your, 
you know, what are your extensions and things like that? If he gets to the tournament, like that's all the stuff it would be good to sort of know. And if I would think right now, the department would be happy to get to the NCAA tournament, regardless of result, because of it's been so long since we were last there with him. And then if that means you follow it up and he doesn't make the tournament next year, well then there's gonna be a lot of pressure. If that follow up year is the final year of his contract and you know, I don't know. It's like, they like Dave and Tony and all those guys. Right. And they got them a crap ton of money. So it's like this department magically finds money when they want to. Um, right. I would just suggest like with the potential addition to football staff and things like that, I just think they need to keep kind of pushing a little bit harder on investing in recruiting, probably in both sports, right? And that could probably yield a lot of returns. And then luckily the NIL is kind of shaping up behind scenes, right? And doing enough, but yeah. Yeah. Um, did T help or hurt his draft stock coming back this year, given his recent slump? Uh, well, he wasn't getting drafted, so. Yeah, I think he helped it. And then the follow-up from somebody else is, do you want T to come back? That's an interesting one. Like sure. To me, Turquavion is the most frustrating player that I've seen in NC State in a long time. Like He has got all the talent in the world. He doesn't seem to be getting... I don't want to say the coaching, but he doesn't be seen getting the discipline. He's pretty much got the green light to do whatever he wants. Yeah. That doesn't always work. Like, I don't think his game is that developed, especially when he's sitting there jacking 30 footers and standing out behind the line, screaming that he's open when he's 10 feet behind the three point line. Like that's, that stuff is not helpful to your team. Yeah. Can you replace him? I, I mean, it would be a, minor miracle to find somebody with his talent in the portal. You, you could not replace his upside ability, but you could certainly improve upon his efficiency. Yeah. I mean, right. Perfectly fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I assume DJ's coming back. I know they're trying to get Mahorchek a waiver. Yeah. I assume is Jack Clark. A yeah. Back? Clark's got another year. Okay. Uh, DJ's got another year. But Joyner's gone, another. right? Joyner's gone. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, my thing is like, I'd love to have trick Wayman back, especially like my thing that drives me nuts is like that dude needs to get to the line and like go in and actually take contact instead of, you know, flailing and, you know, fading away at the basket. Like the dude needs to get to the line. So, I mean, if I was an NBA scout, I'd be disappointed with how frat, not fragile, but just how, timid it is when it comes to like actually taking contact um so i'm sure they'd like to see that improve but i mean i don't think he was getting drafted last year they gave him that feedback for a reason and he did come back and improve in a lot of elements that they wanted so probably from an nba's perspective if he fixed the problems that they had and then it's just a matter of dude just needs a stroke looked at like i'm sure that can get fixed you know if it's an issue of maturity and things like off the court, then yeah, maybe he'll be back again. <laughs> We're you know, not and and like, wasn't there yeah. some insinuation that um, like, or he said like, you know, NIL related, he'd be willing to come back another year. Like, yeah, I mean, supposedly the rumor is if he gets uh, NIL money, right. Then he will consider coming back, which yeah. 
I mean, that, that also plays in if I'm not getting drafted in the top 10, then oh, I'm for sure. Going back, right. And like th- that, that all comes into play there. So it's a, it's a twofold thing there. Yeah. And I, I think he's improved. I think he's gotten better. Definitely. He's made a leap, obviously, obviously over from his freshman year to this year, but he's still got a lot, long way to go. And I think it, maturity is the right way to say it because you better make, you get more mature, you make better decisions. And, you know, you really, can harness his athletic ability and his ability to play basketball. I, I think you want him back, even though to me, super frustrating. Like I just, but you see, cause you can, he's frustrating because you can see how good he is and you can see how yeah. he can do anything he needs to, but he chooses to do some things. You're like, man, what the hell? So yes, I mean, I, I, I would want him back. I think he just, he makes his team a lot more interesting regardless and I think you can't question his desire to um, his desire to win and his, you know, he's, he's always the cheerleader on the bench, right? He's on the bench with two fouls mid first half. Then he's out there screaming and pulling (laughs) for his team. And, you know, he's doing, he's doing that thing where he is very much, you know, a team guy. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's getting it right. Yeah. And when he's on a heater, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he just, I mean, my hope is like the tournament setting gets that cream to rise to the, to the top kind of thing and pulls whatever the hell is going on with him, um, out. Um, but I yeah. hope, you know, him, the pressure of knowing I, you know, as much as I was joking earlier that Keats should just be very aggressive about being in the tournament. I hope they treat this, with some urgency tonight and play, play well. And um, it would be great. Cause like the composition of this team is really good. And I'm hoping a little couple days off has helped Jack Clark and others as well, which I thought him, um, what was it? Did he like bang his head or was it his shoulder? Did we ever confirm Clark? shoulder? Yeah. But he came back for the last game, right? Am I misremembering? Yeah. He played a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he is the glue that makes everything work more so than others. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's all I got. Jarkel, second team all ACC. I think he got hosed. Yeah. yeah. I think I his DJ last month or really two was, was... Yeah, DJ getting honorable mention. I thought it was um, unfortunate. I think he was better than that. Yeah. I mean, didn't some UNC players get? I mean, it's just whatever, man. At this point, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's what you expect. Watch DJ and not like his game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, what's the other question here? I don't know. Well, we're running up near the top of the hour. Some of us gotta get back to work, Evan. All right, all right, all right. All right, so I'm going to play... <laughs> all right, here's a clip for you. I'm going to play this clip I heard on podcast. We're Football's coming around the corner. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to drop this in here. All right, here we go. I think I, Tim Beck leaves to become the head coach. Ooh. I think I, Tim Let's Beck leaves to become the head coach at App State. NC State replaces him with Robert and I. I've been a Robert and I guy for a few years now from his time at Virginia and then moving to Syracuse last year. I think NC State's offense will be a lot more interesting next year than it has been the last few years. And uh, another one. Did I cut that off? Yeah, you cut that off. I mean, I love that Beck is now at App State. 
Um, <laughs> he got that wrong. Um, anyway, here's a follow up from Bud type guy. Um, so I, I, I could definitely see that. I, Tom, if we can go back to your NC State one, I, I think I agree on on Robert and I. My only question here is that he really didn't start doing some of that stuff that he started to do at UVA until quarterback coach Jason Beck got there with him. And I'm, mm-hmm. and J- Beck went with him to Syracuse, and Anai went to NC State, but Beck remained and is the OC now at Q. So I'm curious to see, like, what does Anai – sans beck look like for instance i I think it's definitely gonna be an upgrade over tim beck who i don't think was a very good offensive coordinator to be honest at least (laughs) not coastal carolina by the way correct and i thought he made an inspired hire offensive coordinator wise like he he got travis triggered and they go in talk about it i meant to cut that off all right that was a very poorly done audio clip on my part my part my part no uh (laughs) I mean, I think what Bud's missing is um, you got Brandon Armstrong, who's already a developed quarterback within the system. MJ was clearly capable. Like, I mean, we'll see how important Beck was to a nice quarterback development, but you got the guy who calls the plays. That's more important to me. And states, I'm surprised Bud wasn't like all hammering. How excited he was to not just see halfback passes the whole time or whatever he was going yeah, off about I cut, last I cut season. Yeah, I cut that off too early. I'll play. We'll play it again next episode when it's more football related. But I thought it was interesting uh, comment. Chip jumps in there and talks about Brandon Armstrong and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm getting a little fat finger with the buttons this morning. Uh, that's okay. Well, I'm about to be on the road for like six hours. Was that their most recent cover three, or is it one or two back? Uh, it was one or two back. They were talking about coaching changes and who's got the biggest impact. That's why I thought it was interesting. Okay. Um, and this, you know, with our spring practice starting uh, soon, if it hasn't started already, then I, I thought it was interesting. Weird thing is our red and white game. They continue to de-emphasize it, playing it on Easter weekend. Very strange. Is it on know. Saturday though? Right. I think so. Yeah. So, think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That might have been also depending on when they started uh, practice, because um, I think I think we started kind of early this year. Uh, we might have been one of the first ones to start, so it, it could have been also driven by that. Like, I mean, at this point, I it's almost uh, who knows. I feel yeah. like the spring game should be more. Um, I'm also kind of of the opinion it would be great if we could get teams from like other conferences to be like, all right, we're going to play a, a quote unquote spring game and come and like actually play a real game. Yeah. I think that would be great. I think it would be kind of fun. There's probably a way to make that worthwhile for teams, certainly extra revenue. Um, and yet we still don't do that. Yeah. I completely botched this football segment. So I apologize. We'll come back to this one in the next episode when we're yeah. actually talking about football. Uh, I did want to mention since we, we were talking about, you know, you mentioned recruiting efforts on both both sides of the ball. One thing that state has done is they hired on the football side a general manager. Um, Dave hired Andy Vaughn. He was an Arizona State guy, which I think is interesting because Arizona State recruited really well, but they also were a little bit loose with the rules. <laughs> um, I, I didn't notice that part. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I like the fact that. We have, and I'll give Boo credit for this because I'm sure this comes into play here. He has adopted the strategy that other schools are slowly starting to adopt in bringing in a general manager for football. 
So your head coach can't do everything. All right, we've already known this for a while. Now you have a general manager who can help you uh, identify talent, direct recruiting, do those kind of things. And State has gotten ahead of that and hired a general manager. And I think they're going to do the same for basketball if they haven't already. I can't remember where that stands. But, yeah, I think that's important. I think that's probably a change that Boo has helped champion. So I'll give Boo credit there. We've hired a, a guy who's <laughs> led some recruiting successes. Now, he wasn't implicated in any of that stuff over that happened at Arizona State, but he was there. So maybe he knows the rules better now. So- Sometimes it's good to know how to cheat. Okay. That's, uh, that seems to be like, <laughs> I mean, if you hired, like, if we hired an SEC coach next, right? Yeah. Like, you think it's going to be all clean and, and nice, like everyone likes? No, they're going to be bending all the rules because that's how it works. So, yeah, that's why I thought that Tim Beck was going to help us on a recruiting front, too, because I was just yeah, like, he's been at all the big ones. He knows how they do this. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be important, especially with the portal just becoming more and more important going forward. Um, yeah. yeah. But right, we'll real, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's wrap up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll come back to football when, when I'm more focused and we have, we're paying attention to it. Uh, how do you think state finishes in the AC tournament? I think they'll win tonight. Um, I know everyone says it's hard to beat a team three times, but I feel like that happened to state last year, maybe the year before as well. So, uh, man, Clemson's look good. I, I, I just think we're going to flop out unless T gets it going. If we get past Clemson, like we're winning the whole thing. That's how I kind of feel like it's, it's like, can you get over that tiger tiger bump? I'm going to stick with my stance that I think state wins this tournament. Well, you're because <laughs> I think they're good enough to get on the heater and win. And I think it's going to be used and everybody's going to throw it back in my face that Kevin Keats is the one that has taken us to new heights <laughs> and won the AC tournament for the first time. And God knows how many years that is at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's had good teams and not done anything with them, unfortunately, before. I mean, you know, I keep thinking back on that COVID team. I wish we could have seen that yeah. second set of games. Um mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's like, who cares if we win the tournament? I don't care. Like, I mean, look, we play so much ISO ball. It's more about the players than it is the coach at this point. Um, yeah, exactly. It is the players and that's whatever. That's all I want us to win. I think it's going to win. I think people are going to use it as, as fodder. So yeah. And I'll gladly take it, bring it on. If it means we get the AC championship by all means. Yeah. I, I know it's against protocol, but I care more about the NCAA tournament this year and think we can do more there. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just think I think we are much we are a worse matchup for a lot of teams out there than we are with the ACC teams that are used to playing us at this point. And again, I think our draw sucks. Like Clemson, yeah. and then don't we have potentially have UVA right after them, if I remember correctly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are like two of the teams that can are problematic for us at times, and UVA's been a problem for us this season. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just. Uh, I would just, I would just like to win. I'd like to wake up and win because you know I cannot stay up and watch these games. <laughs> I know, dude. It's gonna, it's gonna be a late, late tip. Yeah, nine thirty, man. Is that what it used to be back in the day? Like, I feel like we never had games this late growing up. We hadn't Maybe been six in a while, so I don't know. If yeah, we're usually true. playing on, <laughs> usually playing on Tuesday. So, oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, 
All right. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the pod. We'll come back. It's things are starting to pick up a little bit more. Will's actually got some free time, so we'll be able to record. Yeah, give me give me like three or four more weeks, and I'll be yeah. ready. And hopefully, he wears his leopard skin more often. More often. So you know, this is a Patagonia Cinchilla pullover. It's great. You guys should all get one. Don't let don't let people like squares like Evan tell you to not have some color in your life. <laughs> all right as always go pack win the go tournament pack. let's go get out of here see ya Because all I got on my mind right now is some ice cream. So. I-